Today on the Talent Cast, we talk about Facebook and the seven blind men. Yeah, there's going to be an elephant metaphor. It's going to be cute. Um, hi, I'm James Ellis, your host. Uh, I'm going to talk about talent in all things, all manner, uh, mostly about the recruiting, recruitment marketing, and talent acquisition space. Uh, I'm really focused on focusing on the future, not in the ways we used to do it. I'm convinced that the changes that have hit uh, newspapers and video rental and taxis and any number of things has just only scratched the surface of our space. I think we're in for a wild ride and we need to be forward facing. We need to stop being um, encumbered by the way we used to do things and focus on a brand new future. So uh, if you want to reach out to me, I'm James Ellis. I work for the largest recruitment marketing agency in the world. If you want to talk to me about this podcast, I'm on Twitter. Yes, that's right. Twitter at the war for talent, the war for talent. Um, or you can come to the website for the podcast. It's the Twitter, I'm sorry, the talentcast.com. Lots of ways to get in touch with me. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to share, if you want to tell your story, if you want me to interview you or have just an idea or a question about a way you can move your, your recruiting business or recruiting efforts forward, I'd love to have that conversation. So with that, I hope you're having a great day. This was a lot of fun to record this podcast. So here we go. So uh, it's very possible you've heard the story of the elephant or the seven blind men and the seven blind men uh, and they're always men of course in these stories these incredibly apocryphal stories uh, they came across a thing they've never seen before or seen oh man this is early morning for me they came across a, a beast they had never encountered before and they each touched it and it was an elephant and so as they each touched they each got different impressions so the one who found the legs went oh oh elephants are like trees interesting they're they're tall and strong as trees got it and somebody who's touching the ear goes no I don't think that's right I think you're you're wrong elephants are actually like uh, like big leaves like big palm fronds, wide and, and thin. And then someone, of course, touching the, 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 the trunk says, nope, you're all wrong. You're all idiots. Uh, I, you know, you've been my friends for years, but no, you're morons. Uh, you're dumber than a post. Clearly an elephant is a big snake because I've got the trunk. Uh, and of course, one of the, you know, blah, blah, blah. You get it. The tusks and sides and tails and everybody has a different impression of it. And the truth is that is the story of how recruiters and recruitment marketers see Facebook. Um, and hopefully with a little less insulting, but you know who's to say? And I'm I'm guilty. I I, I will we'll talk about that in a second. But I'm guilty of being one of those blind people, um, seeing one part of it and thinking they he understood the whole of the thing. So what I want to talk about is in fact the whole elephant. I want to talk about um, not just seeing Facebook through a straw or seeing one aspect and deciding that that is who it is or what it is or how it's used. I want to talk about all of it. So. Uh, whole, here we go. So yeah, um, Facebook, if you don't know, is not new, right? 12 years, 12 years ago. It's a long time ago. Um, this predates the Tesla. This predates Twitter. This predates uh, Obama by quite a few years. It predates uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. If it helps you, that would be 2004. That would be, that would be middle Bush. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Um, and yet, and it's changed, it changes all the time, it keeps changing, it continues to change, and yet we think we understand it, or at least, worst of all, we treat it like it's this new thing way over there that one day we'll figure it out. And honestly, I've, you know, outside of recruitment marketing, there are certainly industries that are terrified of it. I know that the, you know, banking and pharmaceutical industries, places that are heavily, heavily regulated, places that are terrified 
that if they post something, someone comments on it, they get you know they get their pantsuit off. I get that. No one wants their pantsuit off. Everybody likes pants. Um, you know, and so they're terrified of it. Uh, and and the regulation is the regulation. I'm not here to argue with it. But from from a recruitment side, Facebook is complicated. Right? It's not simple. It is many, many things. And I want to talk about some of the things people treat it as. I want to play the blind men again. Uh, and then we're going to dive into a deeper and let's talk about it in total so you can really understand it and so you can really uh, decide how to use it because that's ultimately the goal here is not so much that, you know, we identify the parts like, you know, we're uh, dissecting a, 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 a butterfly, but it's really about. If you understand all the different ways Facebook works and all the different ways you can use Facebook for different types of audiences, you can make better decisions in the moment. And most importantly, when someone else in the room pulls a blind man and says, no, you can't do that. Facebook's about blah. And they're talking, they're true, but they're talking about a very specific aspect of Facebook. You can correct them and get this thing fixed because that's really where, where you want to be. So obviously, Let's talk about a little, you know, a 10-second history of Facebook. It won't quite be 10 seconds. Um, but the, the the thrust of it is started in Facebook. Uh, they made, started it with a movie by David Fincher, no, uh, which is a great movie. But it was started for universities. It started for Harvard and then expanded out to larger universities, uh, very uh, big-name universities, very uh, impressive universities, and then expanded out to all universities. Uh, that's where I first encountered it way back when, when I was a, a, a youngin, not in college at all, like for long, long, long since having finished college. Um, but I ran into it because I was working Wisconsin alumni and therefore I had access to an EDU address and therefore I had access to get into Facebook before it cracked open for everybody. Um, now, for a long time, Facebook had no ads. Facebook had no monetization scheme. It was just this place where you spent all your time because it was just, wow, I can't believe I can talk to these people. I can stalk my ex-girlfriends and see what my friends kids look like and uh you know poke people and stuff right you know it, it there's a, everybody was just glued to facebook and then facebook you know had that moment when they went well you know at some point we would like to make money value valuation based on pure uh ideation that doesn't work as 2001 taught us all um you know at some point you got to make the cash so they figured out okay what we're going to do is we're going to never ever ever charge our people for using it and by the way if you get that email hoax it is in fact a hoax no facebook will probably never ever 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 charge you um to use a thing that's like a mall charging you money to get into the mall so you can buy stuff that's crazy they want as many people in the mall as possible right anywho so what they figured out is that the people they could charge were people who were getting business services out of business communication. And then they started to really ramp up the rhetoric and ramp up the, the marketing to say, hey, brand A, B, and C, uh, you really want to reach your customers. And I don't know why I've got that weird Facebook accent or voice. So, you know, enjoy. Uh, you really want to reach your customers. Uh, and they're on Facebook. And here are the data points that show they pretty much live on Facebook all the time, all day long, um, in front of their TV, at work, at home, in bed, whatever. We own your customers. We own all people at this point. Um, if you want to talk to them, why don't you talk to them in a way that they can engage with you? That they're, you know, not you're not interrupting them with ads on TV or worse yet, ads in cabs and planes that aren't actually decreasing the fare, but they're being marketed to like crazy people. Not my pet peeve at all. No kids. Um, you can 
engage with them. They can follow you. you. They can like you. You can encourage them to like you, and then you can give them coupons. That's really how it started. That was the big pitch early on. Or you can give them special offers, or you can make them VIPs, and you know, it was a weird pitch, but every brand went, okay, that sounds like a great idea. I want to talk to my customers, and I want to invest a little money now. That seems like a smart play. I'm investing this money now to encourage uh, all these people who might like me to quote unquote like me, capital L, like me on Facebook so that I can reach out to them whenever I want to for, you know, no money at all. I have a, a captive audience. They love me. They get what I'm doing. I can reach out to them whenever I want. Yay, that's a great idea. Now compare this, of course, to um, every other media in the world that said every time you talk to them, it's pay for pay, 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 for, pay for play, it's pay for click, it's pay per view. The second you stop paying for the ad, the audience disappears. Uh, they may think nice things about you, but they are no longer available to you until you pony up the cash. So Facebook at the time was a glorious idea, and for about 12 seconds it worked. Um, you know, brands spent money, they grew their audience, they, they they prided themselves on their audience size, they would tell their bosses and their bosses would tell their bosses um, about the huge brand following they had on Facebook and how engaged people were and how um, people liked their stuff and commented on things. Remember commenting? Remember that's a thing? Um, and then Facebook went, you know what? I know we told you to do all that stuff, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna, there's this big wheel in my head, there's a big wheel, it's like a, like a, like a valve, like in a big submarine. Um, there's a big wheel and we're gonna turn it and every time we turn it a little bit, it throttles or limits how many people of yours who you have spent money reaching out to and engaging who are allowed to see your stuff for free. This is the what's called organic reach. So every time brand X who has a thousand viewers, used to be when they posted something, maybe 800 would see it because maybe 200 people just didn't happen to be on Facebook at the time, right? Then they started throttling this thing down, turning this big knob, you know, not a uh, big wheel uh, valve thing and throttling it down and squeaking and squeaking. It's like a, I, I, you know, it's like a German submarine. It's, it's a U-boat now. I don't know why I'm going to Das Boot. Um, so slowly and slowly, your expectation to be able to reach 800 of those thousand turned into reaching 500 of those thousand turned into not too much longer reaching what is now one to three percent or effectively 10 to 30 people and i think the three percent is being nice it's 10 people um you've paid all that money because facebook asked you to pay that money and they they switch the rules no longer can you reach those audiences now let's also remember a couple of things no one i mean maybe not no one maybe someone somewhere as a joke, maybe someone, but certainly not someone you would ever hire. No one has ever said, I need a job. I'm going to Facebook to go look for a job because that's ludicrous. That's just crazy talk. That's like saying, you know what? I want a, I want a pet fish. I'm going to go to a restaurant. What? Why? Who? No. You go to a pet store. You want a job, you go to a job board or you go to LinkedIn or Glassdoor. You go to Indeed. You go to where the jobs are. And if you don't get that, well, wow, no one wants to hire you. Um, you're better off going to the classified ads, if you can believe it, than you are going to Facebook because you can't really search that way on Facebook. You know how you can search on Facebook? If you know the brand name and you type that brand name and you type in careers or jobs or you type in the job title and maybe, 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 maybe Facebook will spit something out. However, the world's on those big job boards, go there. So when people, and I'm guilty of it, say things like no one ever goes to Facebook to job search, they're 100% right. Um, however, there are other issues there too, right? And we're gonna talk about them. At the same time, um, Facebook is social media. Now, when I say social media, that means all sorts of things, right? It means um, 
Well, it's social, meaning people interact. People talk to each other. That's what social is all about. It's an interaction between people, whether it's two people or one person in a bot uh, or a bajillion people screaming at each other about politics. It's a social medium or media. Uh, people get to engage. They get to speak. They get to hear if they want to. Um, that's what it's all about. Now, Facebook has become less and less about the social side and more and more about the media side, meaning I can put my announcement up. So thing you know let's say you had um much like myself recently had a kid and you post a picture of your newborn child gorgeous gorgeous child because you're you're just very attractive and your offspring will of course be gorgeous uh you post that gorgeous picture even the one after they wipe the baby down and make it a little less terrifying um and you're holding it and it's incredibly gorgeous and you know you're imprinting and you're having those moments uh you post that photo now you are gonna get, and I know this from experience, a bajillion people liking that photo. It you can't, they can't help it. Now they're liking the photo. What does that mean? They're saying they're acknowledging that you had a baby, and that's fantastic. Maybe some of them, possibly your mother, possibly your mother-in-law, possibly in my case, your ex-wife's mother. What? No, yeah, it's true. They will comment to say, "Gorgeous, beautiful. Hope everything's well." Very innocuous, boring comments. No one's having a conversation. No one is calling this social, right? It is social in in name only. No one's actually engaging. No one's talking to each other. Um, I know a band that they can have arguments and fights because the leader of the band is very active on Facebook. It's a small band. You've never heard of it. Trust me. Um, but not because I'm too cool, but because he's just a friend of mine and I know him. Um, they, he, he will engage with people and people engage with each other and that's it's a rare day that Facebook's about the social side. More than likely, Facebook's all about the medium side, meaning I'm going to push stuff at you. So to be honest, when you push that picture of your baby, that's what you were doing. You were announcing to the world, hey, look, I got a kid. Hey, look at what popped out. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, um, but oh, look at this and man, am I going to be tired for a long time. You are not asking for baby tips you are not asking for a babysitter you are not asking for donations to a college fund yet maybe not the worst idea however um you are simply announcing a baby much in the same way that coke will announce a new brand of water uh maybe with a little less fanfare maybe a little more authentically but it's the same thing you're announcing a thing kid later on goes and starts walking there's a little video clip boom announcement child walks our life will never be the same and i will be nervous for the rest of my life right it's an announcement we're not going to have deep long involved conversations about the nature of how you teach a child you know to walk and you know is it time to buy him a bike or her a bike um that's not what it's there for it's there to make an announcement coffee break that's right pre-coffee you're welcome <clears throat> okay so that's true too um so if all those things are true, and they are, it makes Facebook very complicated to understand how to use from a recruitment marketing standpoint, right? It's, it's all these things. It's a social medium. It's a medium medium. It's a pay-per-click. It's a brand engagement tool. Let's remember that Facebook did all this work not to help you. Trust me, you are the last, you, my, my beloved recruitment marketing um, cohorts and, and, and familias, you were not what Facebook thought of ever. I can almost guarantee it. I put, I got five bucks in my pocket somewhere. I will put it down on the table and say, nope, this is not, you are not who they thought of. You know who they thought of? I, and this is metaphorically, but it's still true. Tacos. They thought of tacos. They thought of 
selling tacos. They thought of consumer marketing. They're going to announce Taco brand, Taco Bell or Taco Del Taco. Does Del Taco exist? I don't know. Um, or Bob's Big House of Tacos or whatever it is or Taco Mi Amore. I don't know. It's all about, for those brands, talking about we have a product, come be loyal to our product, engage with our brand, whatever that means, and it means everything and nothing all at once, um, but engage with this brand so that you buy more tacos. Right? So when, when you decide to raise your hand and say, man, I love tacos. Oh, I love me some tacos and Bob's big, bountiful burrito taco house. I don't know. Um, I, they're, they're my favorite tacos. You're going to like that Facebook page. And what do you get out of it? Eh, maybe you get a coupon. Maybe you get an announcement that things are coming up and that there's a, a new offer or there's a new store opening closer to your office and that makes life way better or they you know what they took a taco and they wrapped it in another taco and they stuffed it inside a chalupa and congratulations it's a chalupa taco taco um yay go buy one that's what facebook thought about they thought of that in the same model they think about selling a car or selling a coke or selling a taco it's all the same it's all consumer marketing as we talked about or remind you know mentioned last time consumer marketing is all about quantity over quality they do not vet their clients. You know, every once in a while, a brand will say, we're going to vet who our customers are. And it's amazing. Like right now, uh, I think, yeah, Ford, I just read this, is rolling out the new GT, super, super $400,000 car, whatever, some insane amount of money. And they're only making 500 of them. And you have to apply to buy one, meaning they can reject your money. Now, when selling tacos, how often does that happen? I'm going with never. I'm going with never. I'm, I'm feeling good with never feeling really good so that's who facebook is talking to they're talking to people who just buy the thing just buy the thing just buy the thing right just but here's a here's a taco new taco buy the thing recruitment marketing is radically different it's not just just apply for the job just apply for the job just apply for the job as we talked about last time i think if you sell tacos and this year you sell a million today you sell a million tacos you're getting a raise you are the best taco salesperson anyone's ever seen congratulations they will you, you know huzzah huzzah it will bring you all the bagels and donuts and all the land um, if you have a job and you're trying to get people to apply for it and you get a million people to apply, you're in trouble, right? Different, very, very different. So let's extend that out a little bit, right? It's beyond quality and quantity to you and to your brand. What it's also to the client or the prospect, they need a WIFM. Who knows what a WIFM is? Everybody, anybody? It's a what's in it for me. Why would I follow your brand? Now, there are books good books that I'm like, okay, I guess, um, who will have really persuasive arguments as to why people follow Coke and Pepsi, Taco Bell and McDonald's, uh, Yum Brands and, 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 and Burger King, uh, Wendy's and Arby's, whatever. They follow them for a reason. I don't follow many brands. I think I'm more interested in movies and books. I follow those things. Um, but, you know, that's me. Not everybody does it the same way. But I'll tell you, if I follow Wendy's, not to pick on anybody or to laud anyone, uh, I haven't had a, I haven't gotten no, no promotional money here from Wendy's or anyone actually. Um, if I decide I like the Wendy's brand for whatever reason, their chicken nuggets are just the nuggetiest. Um, I know that people are going to see that on my Facebook page, and I know not only am I going to get alerts effectively when Wendy's decides to put a little money behind an announcement to let me know that their nuggets are super nuggety and I should nugget out like a crazy person. Um, my friends are going to see it because I see what my friends are interested in. I have plenty of friends who are interested in stuff that I could not care less about. Could not care. Look, it's cool that one of my, two of my friends play bass. 
That's fantastic. I would love to play bass. I don't play bass. I play bass horribly. I tried for a while, didn't do go well. Um, they send me, they send, they post stuff about bass guitars and you hug a bassist today and all this goofy stuff. Good for them. I don't care. They're very sweet people. And I like them very much, but I do not care about that. But that's the nature of Facebook. I get to know what they're into and whether I care or not. Uh, there you go. Now, if I know when I follow a brand that all my friends are likely to start to see messages from that brand, am I going to start to follow your career's brand? That is, do I want all my friends to know that I'm maybe looking at a new job? Or I'm potentially exploring the possibility of maybe getting a job. Now, we all know everybody's always looking for a job all the time, 24-7. That is the reality. But that's not exactly something we announce. There are many, many things that adults do that they don't really go in announcing that they do. I don't have to spell that out. Um, yes, it's you know we do these things. We look for jobs. But I don't want people to know. And I really don't want my boss to know. And my boss and I are Facebook friends. And I don't want her to know these things, right? Nor would you. So therefore, maybe I'm not following that brand. Huh, interesting. Suddenly tacos and jobs, not the same on Facebook. One more wrinkle. When I love that taco, I'm loving it for life. You know? I mean, you, you've all seen the stories of uh, Harley Davidson and how amazing their brand is because they get people get their, their brand and logo tattooed on their body. That's amazing. That's brand loyalty. That is brand loyalty loyalty and let's just pretend i could get a taco tattooed on my shoulder right fantastic i'm not going to get your recruitment brand tattooed on my shoulder meaning it is not a relationship for life is it no oh no you and i are in a relationship as a recruiter and as a as a prospect for the amount of time it takes for you to decide yes you want me and for me to decide yes i want to be here and not a second longer the second if i'm a hot prospect and you can convince me to apply and you get me through the the job interview process and you help me get the offer and you help me understand the the pros and cons and why i should do this thing and i say yes you dissipate like a i don't know you just disappear you're gone your job is done on to the next one right that's your job no big no i don't worry no that's fine um so why on earth would you, anyone, expect me to follow your recruiting brand for more than six months? I mean, really, why would you expect that ever? You can't. You realistically can't, so stop trying. So this is the world of Facebook and how people apply for jobs, right? This is how it works. So if that's all true, and we believe it is, we've thought this through, um, gosh, what do you do then? What does that mean? So what we did, and by we, I mean me, what I did, I don't know why I'm speaking in the third person, that's weird. What I did is I went and looked at Facebook and I brought it out of Funnel. And that's right, I said Funnel, because this is this podcast, I'm allowed to say Funnel, I'm gonna say Funnel, because I love the marketing funnel. If you haven't heard me wax poetic about the marketing funnel, well, there's always time for that, but I do adore the marketing funnel. It helps you understand the lay of the land. It is the greatest marketing mental model ever created in my mind. Um, so you go back to it all the time to figure out what's what. So if you go back to the marketing funnel and you say, okay, at the top is unaware, and then you become aware, and then you consider, and then you decide, then you apply, you know, the five stages of the funnel. If you're unaware, 
I'm not going to spend money on Facebook or even engage with you on Facebook to make you unaware. So that's really not it, right? Uh, and you don't actually apply on Facebook. There are places in which you can apply on LinkedIn and Glassdoor, but eh, this is Facebook, right? I don't think I've really seen a click here to apply on Facebook button yet. Um, don't put it past anybody. I'm not saying it's never going to happen or it's not a good idea or an interesting idea, but Facebook is doing a lot of work to diversify their revenue streams right now, and I mean a lot of work. I mean the workplaces, you know, the, the Yammer Slack competitor alone screams, we need to get beyond just living on ads. More coffee. So back to the funnel. Um, so you don't have to worry about the very top and the very bottom. So what you have to worry about is awareness, consideration, and deciding, right? That's where Facebook could potentially play a role. Now, broadly, for awareness, the focus is engagement, meaning I need to put my brand in front of you and I need you to know that there is a job that may be applicable to you, right? It's not so much just about hey, you don't know who I am. Maybe I'm a, a teeny brand or a small brand or a regional brand that you don't know. Maybe it is all about, hey, I have a brand. It does this. You should apply. It's also a lot of other things. The reasons I'm not aware of your jobs could stem from a lot of different causes, and we're going to dive into that. The next one is consideration. I'm going to think about applying. In that case, what the goal of Facebook should be is getting you to click onto the career site. Just get my butt over to your site where you can tell more of your story, right? This is where your recruitment marketing tools and your content and your stories and all the good stuff and all the tools and all the ERP and all the talent pulley stuff, that's where it all plays a part, right? It's on the career site. So let's, if you're in the middle of considering, if I don't have to explain to you what the brand is and the job is and you're thinking about it, get to the career site. So anything you can do, move heaven and earth to get them to the career site. Finally decide. You got two goals here. Get them to click on the career site where they can try and close the deal or get them to apply, meaning click on a button that says, yes, I'd like to apply, that moves them to the ATS or you know wherever to get them to apply. Those are the three things you got to wonder about. Okay. So if that's the funnel, you can then really see that there's seven types of people in that funnel. Now, they're at various stages. And what happens is, is that who you are at stage, at the, the awareness stage, is not who you are at the consideration phase. Not a linear process. So let me, let me talk about this a bit and let me make sure it makes sense. So the first group of people I want to do are called job board surfers, meaning they love to look for job boards. They are always looking around. They are active job seekers, right? They're, you know, who you want. And they're unaware that you exist, right? It's just, it's pure unaware. Um, it's not a matter that you're a massive brand and this person is dumb. It's just that you're not that massive or you're not that massive in their area of expertise. Uh, I always go back to hospitals and IT. IT professionals generally do not think of hospitals as a place to work, even though hospitals are lousy with IT people. Great IT people, but it's just not a place where IT people think to go look. So you have to bring them in. They're unaware of your brand, your employer brand, and that you have jobs. Um, they're job board surfers. This is at the top of the funnel, so you have to get them aware of who you are and engage them, right? Okay. The next audience are, I love these labels. I, you know, I, I was not at all drunk when I came up with them. The next group are the sourpusses, <laughs> meaning they are also active job seekers. Um, 
and they need to be made aware, but they are kind of aware. The problem is, is they already have a negative impression of you. They don't like you for whatever reason. And not you. You're a wonderful person. I mean the brand and probably more li- more likely than not the consumer brand. Um, if I go to, not to name anybody, if I go to Target and I have a bad day and something's not in stock because that is life and I take it out on Target and I say, I hate Target. I'm never applying. Oh, and then I see a job and go, ah, Target's the worst. I hate them. Even though they have everything, all the daily necessities for living that I need. Um, I hate that brand and I will never apply, right? That's a, that's a sourpuss, right? They have a negative impression of your brand for whatever reason, whether it's an employer brand impression or a consumer brand impression, but they are active job seekers. And so you need to kind of engage them, Uh, but you need to engage them differently than you do the job board surfers. The job board surfers are clean pieces of paper ready for you to make an impression upon, good, bad, or indifferent. Sourpusses, eh, you got a little work to do. You got a different job. You got to pull it back and say, okay, 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 I get it, I get it. You had some bad days. However, we're a fantastic place to work. Um, I will, you know, reference a brand that I know about in this case. You know, so there's a, a company called Aaron Rents, and they rent furniture. Um, they've been in the news a little bit. They have a generally bad, uh, occasionally a bad, or sometimes bad. Maybe it's just my impression. I don't know. People aren't thrilled with them because they generally, in order to do business, they charge higher rates for interest. There, it's it's you know, you pay every week for that couch or that TV. That's how they work. Um, and the, the 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 charge against them is that there is it's, it's effectively a, t- a tax on poor people who can't afford to go into a furniture store and buy the TV and buy the couch at retail cost. They have to be bled dry week by week for crazy interest rates. And I get that. I get the concern. Not invalid. Not valid. Not here to comment on that. However, their employer brand is fantastic. People love working there. So the employer brand and the consumer brand can be radically, radically different. And having a bad or negative impression about your consumer brand can leak into your employer brand. And if it does, you got to fight that, right? Okay. Um, And then the third group are the potentials, right? Um, This is the top of the funnel. They're passive. Uh, They're not looking for jobs. So they're unaware because they don't want to be aware, right? So that's who they are. Your standard passive candidates, so they don't know who they are. Once they become active, or once any of these people become active and become more interested in who you have, you are making them considerers. I could probably polish that one a bit. Um, you know, So they're in the middle of the funnel. They're considering. They're aware of who you are as a brand. They're aware that you have these jobs. They're thinking about it. Right. Again, the goal here is not to activate the brand. The goal here is to is get them onto the career site so that you can give them more information about what they're looking for. There are other ways of using that on Facebook, and we'll get to that. Next one is the goldfish. Now, these are the bottom of the funnel. These are decision makers, but they're ready to apply, but they got distracted. Squirrel, what, who, where? Yeah, uh, they forgot to finish the application. They just need a nudge to convert. Um, and then finally, the final group at the bottom of the funnel, the fence sitters. They've pretty much made up their mind. Sorta, kinda, maybe, almost. Um, they just they they haven't taken action. Maybe they need one little nudge. Maybe they need a tiny one. Now that's different from the goldfish. And the problem is is that a lot of times, and I break this up because I think because they're very different tactics to how to engage those audiences. I think that more importantly than anything else. Okay, so how do you use Facebook for these audiences? That's really what we're talking about, right? Okay, great, can do. So for job board surfers, that is, they're active. They don't know who you are, but they're looking for a job. 
Um, you want to create content worth sharing, meaning interesting stories, engaging stories. Uh, just be worth sharing. It can be brand content. It can be individual stories. It doesn't matter. But you want to make sure that it's an interesting story by itself, meaning on the face of it. It's not just because you know your brand and you know the ins and outs and you love your brand, so therefore anything with a brand name you're interested in. Forget that. It's got to be something so interesting that if your mom didn't know work there, would be like, oh, that's interesting. That And yeah, I'm not making fun of my mother. Um, but that's how the kind of story it has to be. It has to be... Uh, if you're a hospital, nurse, off-duty nurse saves a life at a baseball game. It's got to be, um, you won't believe what these 20 IT professionals did on their time off. Or you won't believe um, these 20 IT professionals worked an all-nighter and this is the video. Um, something interesting, something just inherently, huh, something you might actually see on BuzzFeed. Okay, there's there's a, there's a good criteria. Um, when you build that content and stick it on Facebook, you have to target and promote it. Okay, you have to sticking on Facebook to people who are not looking for you on Facebook. Never going to happen. They don't see it. It's a tree in the forest doesn't make a sound kind of thing. Um, if they're not there to see the content, the content did no good. And if you don't promote the content on Facebook, they will never see it on Facebook. So you have to push it out to them, and you can do that based on demographics and interests. Right? This is getting people aware of your brand and giving them a reason to learn more. Top of the funnel, they're active. You just got to feed them a good story. So you've got to push it out. Great. Next audience, the sour pusses. Okay, remember, they know who you are. They just don't like you for whatever reason. Um, this similarly needs to be an interesting, engaging story. But I would say if you have a copywriter on hand who can think this stuff through this way, think of something both positive but surprising. It's got to be... Uh, the video in which you let all the puppies into the office and everybody goes crazy for puppies or you save puppies from, an, you know, for you adopt a puppy. You have an office puppy. Oh, man, that's a great story. You should do that. Um, <laughs> more coffee, please. Um, you need something you w and people wouldn't expect. You need to go so far outside of the recruitment marketing space to come up with an idea. you got to just be willing to try anything. And I mean, keep your ears open. These stories are not every day. They're not easy to find. They're not low-hanging fruit. you got to go dig them up. you got to go ask around. And chances are, in the last year, somebody's done something interesting, worthy of this kind of story. you just got to go digging it up. Build it up. Write it up. Promote it. And I would recommend specifically, in this case, dark posts, meaning it doesn't show up your, on your feed. If you're targeting just people who have negative impression about you, you want to make sure... This isn't sitting on your feed, right? You want to push this out to just people who have the right demographics and interests and job titles. Now, it's very hard to, to target or segment the sour pusses because unless Facebook is rolling out a, uh, a brand uh, sentiment analysis tool, and if they do, it's probably 80% junk or you know, not just not for Facebook, just I think those things are junk. Uh, I don't think they – I think they're nice – they make pretty graphs, but I don't think I wouldn't trust them for anything. I wouldn't invest in them. So it's hard to kind of identify who they are. But what I would say is start with companies that are competitors. See how this works. These are people who know who you are. You're kind of competition. Reach out to them. Push these stories out to them and see how they play out. Okay. The next audience of the potentials that is passive candidates. Again, content worth sharing. You can do puppies, but I do a slightly different spin on it. You try something else. You try, try you know, uh, it's a program in which you're going to save all the puppies or kittens if you're so inclined to be kitten people. 
excuse me, um, you need to write a story worth sharing. It can be also professional. It can be, here are the top five trends that IT security experts are seeing on the horizon. That's a great story. That is a great story. Other IT professionals will want to read that story. They want to know what's going on. They don't care who read it, wrote it and that it's a brand. And in fact, everybody will know that there's an agenda behind it. But when it turns out that the agenda is to go find a job and not to go buy their product, they're going to be thrilled. So go write those stories too. Again, you want to promote those out to the demographics and interests and with job titles. Now, because if you're doing a story that is IT or industry related, push it out to people with the right job titles. You just if you're telling me, a, if you're writing an amazing story about IT security and cybersecurity, I'm never clicking on it. Sorry, love you, never clicking on it. Don't care. Just not in my wheelhouse. It's not something that engages me. Unless I know it was written by Wired and it's really, really well written and interesting and is going to speak to me at a level that I can comprehend these things, I'm not clicking. And if it sounds like top trends for IT security experts, I'm going to think that's not written for me. It's at a level that's above me. I'm walking away. And that's fine. So push it as a dark post to relevant interest demographics and job titles. So those are the top of the funnel. Those are the three different audiences you can engage. Two different types of active audiences and one passive audiences. The content was roughly the same. The targeting was similar but not exactly the same. And you can see in here there were some very, very minor nuancy differences here. The end of nuances are done. <laughs> we're no longer nuanced. Uh, now that we're into the funnel, now that I no longer have to give people a reason to talk about or understand your brand, now I get to pitch them. I get to sell them. I have to give them a reason to be engaged, a reason to click on the career site, right? So considerers, considerers, um, these are people who, again, they know who you are. They get what you're about. They're thinking about it, right? They need information. So what we find again and oh, oh yeah so uh, yeah let me talk about this so they were looking for employee stories now if they're considering you and they're aware of your brand and they're aware of your jobs how do they become aware of those jobs do you think i think it's because they went on indeed or linkedin or glassdoor or any number of job boards and found the job chances are that's where they're coming from go look at your google analytics traffic to your career sites and you'll find that most of your traffic has probably come from from those three big sites they're people clicking, looking on jobs, clicking on the jobs, looking for more information, right? They already know who you are. They already have a job in mind. Even better, they are focused on, do I want this nursing job? Do I want this accounting job? Do I want this director of blah, blah, blah job? Now the question is, what's the job? Because they already know what the job is. They have the job description and we can quibble over whether job descriptions do their job very well. Um, but now they want more information. They're coming to Facebook. How do I know they're coming to Facebook? Well, um, there's an article quoted by Fast Company, a research that said 63% of all millennials will stop at Facebook to do research on a company once they already know what the job is. Meaning, Facebook is not about research. I'm sorry, Facebook is not about job search. It's about research. Remember, it's pithy. It's got to remember that. It's cool. Facebook is all about research. And what are they researching? Employee stories. What is it like to work there? What is the experience of working there? Who are the people like? What do they do all day? Um, are they doing goofy things as well as working hard? Or is it pure drudgery? Um, is it all marketing polished copy, in which case nothing feels authentic? Or is there the feeling of, okay, these are some goofy people. I like them. They're doing weird things. These are my people. Or, wow, these people are 14-hour-a-day people. They got their nose to the grindstone. They're making amazing things happen. These are my people. Or, uh, these people are 14-hour-a-day people. Their nose to the grindstone. These are not my people. 
They're looking for fit, right? They're looking to see, is this the kind of job I should bother applying for? Now, the best part about this audience, the best part, because up to now, we spent money to reach every single one of those people. Everybody in the, in the, um, the awareness area, you have to spend money to reach out to. You can't expect them to find you until they're already aware of you, in which case they're considering, in which case they're here. You want to tell these stories, you want to post them on Facebook, and then you just want to walk away. The only thing you got to remember is that the call to action goes back to the career site, that the Facebook post about the two nurses who saved the life of the person at the ballpark on the off hours, the story does not live on Facebook. The commercial for the story lives on Facebook. The story lives on your career site. Do not send them over to the blah, 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 Daily Dispatch newspaper where the story may have originated. That does not help you. You want to drive them back to the career site. Why? Not to apply, but to get more stories. It's content and like Pringles. You can't eat just one. That's Pringles, right? Or is that Lay's? I don't remember. It's like they're potato chips. You can't eat just one. You get the story and you go, oh, it's interesting. I will learn more. You want to learn more. You want to binge on it like a show on Netflix. You want to go to town on that information. So you just have to make it available. Your goal on Facebook is to make a commercial for that story that points back to that story on your career site where all the other stories live. All right. Then we get down to the bottom of the funnel and the two different audiences, the goldfish and the fence sitters. So the goldfish, uh, these are very different audiences. Like we said, the goldfish are the ones who just, for whatever reason, they got distracted and they forgot to finish the apply. They were on a train and they tried to do the mobile apply. They want to apply, but the mobile apply didn't work very well or their Wi-Fi cut out or their signal got killed or they saw someone attractive on the train and they decided you were less important at the moment and they just never finished for whatever reason their computer died they got distracted by an interesting article on some other site whatever you know uh the cubs win the pennant he says from chicago um all sorts of reasons to get distracted all you got to do for these audiences is post job information a job links to your job groups you don't have to say we have jobs they know you have jobs you just you have to nudge them. You have to say, yes, we have IT jobs. Yes, we have nursing jobs. Yes, we have accounting jobs. And you want to retarget them, meaning you've, you've all done this, whether it's been Gap or Zappos or Amazon. They all do it. A million every brand does it at this point. Um, you go look at a pair of shoes. You like the shoes. You're going to think about it because you're thinking about it. For whatever reason, you're just thinking about it. And you Suddenly, your web your 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 web trafficking your web journey is littered is lousy with these pictures of of these shoes. So I was looking for boots the other day. I want a nice pair of brogues with a nice lug sole because I'm classy that way, but not too classy, I guess. And suddenly they're everywhere. You know, and they you know fifty bucks for these really cheapo knockoffs, five hundred bucks for these really nice ones. Um, whatever. I just looked at the shoes and suddenly I'm tagged because a the site I was on had a tiny, tiny, tiny little pixel and it put a little cookie on my computer. And now every time I go to a site that has retargeting marketing, it looks at that cookie and says, oh yeah, this is the dude with the shoes. Go get me a picture of the shoes. I'm going to show him the shoes. And maybe he'll click on the shoes, 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 shoes. And in your head, you should be singing that shoes song from 10 years ago. Um, that's how it works. So you want to put a pixel on your career site so that you know when people come to your career site, and you want to retarget information back to them. Now, the bonus is retargeting is generally less expensive 
because you're not reaching out to a brand new audience. You're not having to look for virgin audience eyes. These people know you. All you have to do, you don't have to tell them a story. You don't have to brand them. You don't have to explain and define and activate your brand, which is not easy. You just have to nudge them. Hey, shoes. Hey, shoes. Hey, shoes. 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 We have the shoes. Um, that's what you got to do. So you just want to retarget to those audiences as best you can. You want to drive them to the career site where they can go find that job they're looking for and apply, finish the apply process. Lastly, fence sitters. Okay. They're, they want to apply. They think they want to apply. Maybe, you know what? I, mm, ah, I don't know. Do I want meat, chicken, or fish? What do I want to do? What do I want to do? Um, these people are like me looking, thinking about what you want for dinner. Uh, you know, I know what I want, but I really don't know what I want. And do I want to? And all the information in the world is probably going to make things more complicated than it is actually going to help me, except until I nearly need a piece of information. It's complicated. However, you can send them compelling reasons to apply. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of tricks for this, kinds of stories that really help these people get off the fence. First, career path stories, meaning You've got someone who started at the bottom and they're now vice president of Hoosie Wazi. Have them tell their story. Why did this brand, why did your company invest in them? Why was it important to them? You can't say we care and we hire from within. Those are empty words. Tell a story. Get them to get it. Show it. Explain it. And it doesn't have to be longevity. It can also be look. If you're an entry-level nurse, we know your next three steps of your career path and we know where they're going to be and chances are they're going to be with us. If you don't want to hop around looking for the next job to try and make a career path, we have a career path right here. That story, incredibly powerful. Dry as a bone, but powerful. Also talk about the work experience. Talk about, look, if it's a job they're going to spend 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day doing, much like a mattress. If they're gonna spend a huge chunk of their life doing it, they might as well have some fun doing it. They might as well enjoy it. They might as well be comfortable. They might as well give them something they want. Show them the experience of work. We have fun. We work hard. We have the coolest tools. We give back something. What is, what is the compelling reason to apply for you and not a competitor? And just hammer it home. You don't need to target this. You really don't because they're gonna go looking for it, which is perfect. So. Those are the different ways you want to talk about those audiences um, and the different ways you reach them and the different kinds of content you deliver to them. Uh, so that's Facebook in a nutshell. If you understand and can break down all those audiences into the various spaces and understand their motivations and understand their needs and understand what got them to this point and what they're, ex what they're, they're structurally going to do next, you just need to feed them the right thing at the right time. It's actually pretty straightforward. You don't have to treat Facebook 100% like a pay-per-click medium, but for some of those audiences, yeah, you do. You just won't ever get anybody to organically show up to your site unless you spend money to drive them here, to drive them to your site. You have to. If it's people who are looking for jobs and are looking for brand, you already know your brand and they're already looking around, they will find your stuff. You don't have to pay for that. So don't complicate matters. Don't pretend that because you under you hold the trunk of the elephant, you know the whole elephant. You have to see the whole elephant. You have to see the entire marketing funnel to understand all the different cohorts inside of your recruiting space and how they interact with Facebook. 
All right, that's all I got. As per usual, if you have any questions, if you have any concerns, reach me on Twitter. I'm at the War for Talent. You can always go to our website. It's thetalentcast.com. Thetalentcast.com. I won't spell that out. Um, always looking for people to interview. Uh, I've got. I'm, I'm working on interviews right now with some very interesting brands and people I've worked with uh, and around in the past. If you have ideas or have questions or a situation or scenario you'd like me to comment on, or at least, hey, let's break down your problem. Hey, let's let's talk about it. Let me know. Reach out to me on Twitter. Reach out to me on the website, and we'll talk about it. Otherwise, have a great day, and uh, I'll talk to you soon.